I think the first thing is you have to understand that I've learned, and I've learned this from watching the most successful people I can get around, that I needed to show up, wake up every single morning and show up in the world looking for ways to add value to people. That's important, really freaking important. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors, where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, Grace for Impact. On this episode of the Impact Entrepreneur Show, I introduce you to my new friend, Jeff Woods. He is the host of the Mentee Podcast. And after hearing the Jim Rohn quote, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, Jeff set out on a mission to surround himself with high-level CEOs and successful entrepreneurs. Fast forward just 10 months, Jeff went from a sales rep to a CEO, partnering up with the co-authors of the best-selling book, The One Thing, to launch a new media company that hopes to disrupt the education system. Jeff has been featured in entrepreneur.com and is an expert in creating quality content and turning it into massive income streams. Jeff is an impact entrepreneur because he has invited us on his journey to help people realize that they too can take control of their lives and create the future they desire, but he doesn't joke around. It will require hard work and sacrifice. Jeff shares some solid insight with us today, including how a 40% pay cut woke him up and ignited a fire to make a change in his and his family's life how setting the intention is critical for long-term success and why we shouldn't be afraid to speak from the heart and how that might actually empower us to go on and do great things. Don't be a podcast junkie, bust out your pen and paper, take some notes and brace for impact. So, hey, Jeff, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Very excited to, to have you here I have a uh, a couple of thank yous I want to say first. First, I want to say thank you to you uh, for taking time out of your schedule to to join us today and, and to share your story with uh, my my listeners as well as yours because I'm sure some of them will will tune in also. But I also want to say thank you for connecting me with Cody over at Podcast Masters. They are awesome, and it's been a huge uh, game changer for me uh, with this podcast. So I wanted to say thank you to you for that introduction. And while we're on the line of introductions, I wanted to do a shout out to my buddy, Tim, who is an entrepreneur in Arizona, who actually introduced me to your podcast, which then led me to reach out to you and uh, and so on and so forth. Oh, so I nice. wanted to say a bunch, a bunch of thank yous right off, right off the bat. Way cool. As we, as we get into the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Well, thanks, Tim. If you have been listening to my show, which I'm sure you have, <laughs> you you will know that I always kick off 
each episode with one of my favorite questions, which is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? I'd be a super connector. And what that means is that I would have a crazy, diverse Rolodex of, of meaningful relationships. And how I would use it is I would look for the things where some people have strengths and try to connect that dot with where another person's weakness may be. Because when you connect mm. those two dots, you create so much value for yourself and for those other people. Uh, it's truly shocking. And, and I would say this is my superpower. This is something that I've been living the last year and the opportunities that have been created because of it, I'm freaking pinching myself every day. Right. Yeah, I know that. I, I know. I mean, I, I hear, you know, and I've talked with you about some of the people that you are swimming with right now. And it's just uh, amazing. And usually, you know, this this is a really a, a superpower that I think that obviously it really does exist. And people can apply some of the things that you just talked about entrepreneurs can apply these the essence of of this superpower on a daily basis in in real life how are some of the ways that you've been able to do that to take your superpower that you you realize you possess with as a super connector and to go through this rolodex and to and to identify strengths identify weaknesses and then connect those two uh, components together to create awesome things well i think first it came with re- realizing that I didn't even know that this was a superpower and I didn't even know that I had it. It was kind of something that I stumbled into. I guess I have to give a little context of how this even came about. I was in medical device sales for the last five, six years and it was a great job. I made a ton of money. I was completely in control of my schedule. I worked from home. I wore scrubs every day. I sold a device that saved lives. I mean, a very, very rewarding job, great quality of life, great impact. But I always knew in my heart that I wanted to start a business. And but life was too good. You know, I had these really comfortable, cushy golden handcuffs and didn't have a compelling reason to make a change. Well, I attracted that change into my life. And the first was a colleague of mine had a stroke when he was 35, which Whoa. at the time I had just bought a house in Orange County where there was very expensive. And I had just had my daughter. And my wife's a stay-at-home mom. So we talked about this. It's like she could go get a job at Pottery Barn, but she couldn't go out and command multiple six figures like I was doing. And so what happens to the quality of their life if all of a sudden I can no longer work or if I am no longer in existence? Mm-hmm. That was very sobering. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the next week, my company decided just to ratchet up one, one level and they slashed my income by 40%. <laughs> so I got a taste of what it's like when the money stops coming in at the level that it was. And things got really hairy. We almost ran out of money. I'm wondering how I'm going to pay for the mortgage. I'm wondering how I'm going to put food on the table. And as an alpha male, as the sole provider for my family, that just challenged my identity as a man. And um, it was at the time that I heard this Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And this is where I'd ask you, the person who's listening to this, if you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, who are your five? Mm. What do they say about you? And if they're not living the life that you want to be living, what's your chance of actually getting there? Mm -hmm. This is when I realized that it it wasn't a shift of going and making more money or anything like that, but I needed to go on a journey of surrounding myself with people who were where I wanted to be, which that was very specific for me. I wanted to own my own business where I could wake up every single day feeling like I'm making an impact and making over seven figures a year. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody in my life like that. I think that you said you said it, that sentence, you said the right way, which is you wanted to make an impact followed by the money mm. and, and not the other way around, which a lot of entrepreneurs focus on wanting to make the money and, and, you know, if they make an impact along the way, then that's a bonus. Right. But, you know, you got crystal clear really quick on what you wanted to do. And you, you already answered a question that I typically ask, which is what the impact moment uh, was that launched you on this trajectory. You hear you were, you know, you were seemingly making, you know, all, you know, ton of money, living a great life, living in uh, uh, Orange County, but you were really a bystander. You were really a spectator, just kind of on, you know, on cruise control for all intents and purposes. And then here, here in comes your buddy who's your age, has a stroke, and then your company decides to slash your livelihood in, in uh, almost in half. And wow. I mean, you've, you've, you've got to make a choice right then and there to be, to take control over your life, to be, live a life by design, which is amazing. So you got real strong clarity, but then you mixed in the number two ingredient to success, which is the courage to act. So let's, let's take it back a moment. Now you've got this clarity you you recognize that you're going you need to design your life. Let's talk about some of the the doors that opened for you simply by taking the next best step and how you went about doing that. Sure. Well, do, do we want to close number one on how this oh, came yeah. to super? Let, let's do it. So you found it started with that intention, right? I had to, I had to give you the background so that you understood where this was coming from. Mm-hmm. I set the intention to surround myself with amazing people. And I started doing it. And what ended up happening was there was a story where I'm standing at um, a bar at an event and I hear this guy talking about real estate and I was in real estate investing. And so I, I asked him a question and said, oh, you're in real estate? And he said, yeah. I said, oh, interesting. What type of assets do you invest in? He said, uh, commercial, b- big buildings. I said, oh, interesting. I'm in commercial as well. Anything that I would know of, where do you invest? And he said, yeah. Have you ever heard of the Las Vegas City Center? <laughs> Have you ever heard of it, Mike? Yes. Yeah. It's it, for people who know Vegas. It's the Aria. It's the Cosmopolitan. It's for you, those of you who don't know. It's the largest privately funded commercial development of all time. Turns out this guy was the president of, of MGM Construction. Steve Wynn was his direct mentor, and he was the lead on developing the Las Vegas City Center. Whoa. So I had a conversation with him. And in my conversation, like I always do, I try to find a way to add value to people. And I said, what are you working on? How can I help you? And he said, I'm always looking to meet other big time developers to see if we can do deals together. In that moment, a light bulb went off because rewind four months before that, I had reached out to a person who was a big developer in Orange County. If you've ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki gives all his money to this guy when Mm -hmm. he wants to make investments. And I had met Bill. And I asked Bill the same question at the end of our time together. What are you working on? How can I help you? And he said, I'm always looking to meet other developers. And in that moment, I realized that Bill needed to know Bill. Oh, wow. And I sent an email connecting the two of them. Just trying to add value, right? Little old me who's just on my way trying to figure out how to surround myself with the right people. I happen to know two people who I could see benefiting from each other. I got an email from one of the Bills. that was like, holy crap. 
how do you know this guy? He's big time. If there's ever anything I can do for you, please let me know. That was the moment I discovered what it meant to be a super connector. Ooh, nice. That's powerful. So you want to, it's like, if I asked you, how can you go add value to a multi, multi multi-millionaire today? You may not know, but the answer may be in your Rolodex. That, that it's super creative to be able to, to open. And and it requires you to have a certain self-awareness of, of where you are today relative to where you want to be and where this person is, uh, that's in front of you. You might not be able to provide them with the next best investment advice on, on this commercial real estate property. But like you just shared with us, you knew someone who could be a game changer for this person. Yeah. Fascinating. So you, you kind of, uh, you, you tied in the superpower question with my question about the, the impact moment that launched you on the, the trajectory that you're on currently. And once you got that clarity about your your true purpose and, and your your mission in life and, and what the impact that you wanted to have in the world, one of the major things that separated you from everybody else is that you've you know mixed in the the second most important ingredient to success, which is the courage to act. Mm. So let's talk about some of the doors that have opened for you simply by <laughs> just taking the next best step. I mean, like when I listened, when I listened to some of your stuff, it's like silly how simple it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's incredible power when you get clarity on where you need help and you just talk about it. And I'll share two stories with you. The first was the very first time that I did this. Um, I knew I wanted to get into real estate investing so I got that clarity. I wanted to get into real estate, but not just real estate. I wanted to get into commercial. I wanted to own pieces of buildings. And so I got that clarity. And I realized that if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, how many commercial real estate developers am I in relation in, in relationship with? And the answer was mm-hmm. a zero. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the clarity, right? I need to surround myself with successful commercial real estate de- developers. And then I realized maybe I should just talk about it. Maybe I should just tell everybody and their mom, kind of like the, the law of six, deg- six degrees of separation, that if mm-hmm. I were to just share it with my network, maybe I'd get connected. Sounded like a stretch to me. Well, I set the intention. I ended up in front of a guy who I perceived to be a heavy hitter. And this was the first time where somebody had looked at me and said, what are you working on and how can I help you? And in that moment, I kind of nervously blurted out, I'm looking to get into real estate and I want to surround myself with successful commercial real estate developers. And the guy just sat back in his chair and started rocking back and forth. And I could tell the wheels were spinning in his head. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? Come to my house tomorrow. I want to introduce you to somebody. He's who you need. Hmm. This is at the very beginning of my journey, okay? I'm little old me. And here's this guy who I perceive to be very successful, not not only just inviting me to his house, but now opening his Rolodex to me. I went to his house. I met this guy named Dave. Dave and I form a relationship. Turns out Dave has done over 10,000 deals. And I get a call one day from Dave saying, we're very aligned. You remind me of myself when I was your age, and I really want to help you. I'm taking down a building on the East Coast. Why don't you throw in whatever money you can and be a partner, be a fly on the wall, and see how this is done? And so, so because the very first time I opened my mouth, I had the opportunity to become an owner of a 10-story building on the water in North Carolina. That was the first time this happened. Wow. Fast forward, the coolest thing happened, which that wasn't even the coolest. <laughs> Have you read the book, The One Thing? I just bought it today. Cool. 
For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's probably one of the top 10 business books of all time. It was written by Gary Keller. He started Keller Williams. Do you know what that is, Mike? Yes, my, my brother-in-law is a realtor for Keller Williams. Cool. It's the largest real estate company in the world. And Gary co-wrote it with his co-author, Jay Papazan. Um, Jay spoke at my company's national sales meeting. And when he was finished, I was just so blown away that as he came off stage, I basically tackled him and said, I have to interview you for the Mentee Podcast, which is my show. And he ended up being episode 17. And over time, I would just follow up with Jay. What are you working on? How can I help you? What are you working on? How can I help you? And one time he replied and said, Gary and I are looking for a CEO for a new publishing company. And I said, at this point, I built a decent Rolodex and I could think of three to five people who might actually be a great fit. So I wanted to be a super connector. I wanted to add value to him by making a connection. So I said, let's hop on the, uh, the phone. Describe to me what you're looking for because I probably know some people. And so we got on the phone. And when he shared with me what his and Gary's vision was for this new publishing company, I realized the person they needed, the person that they were searching for, was me. Hmm. And so I threw my name in the hat and went through a very detailed five-month-long vetting process. And I moved to Austin, Texas to take the CEO job. So because... I led with trying to be a super connector. I led trying to add value. I now have the opportunity to call a billionaire my partner. Wow. And, and that over the course of the time that you made this, this change, you flipped the switch from employee to entrepreneur. At this point, how, how long are we talking? How many months? 10 months. 10 months. From the day I launched the Mentee Podcast, January 15th, 2013, to the day I resigned from my medical device company was 10 months. That's so awesome. And, and congratulations. And one of the things that you said uh, in, this, in this story, and I love this phrase because I'm all about it, is set the intention. Mm. And I think that it's such a powerful phrase. And it's not like, oh, I have a goal to do X. It's like, no, it's way stronger than that. It's you set the intention and you've burnt every single bridge and boat and broken the pots, as I think Tony Robbins likes to, mm. uh, to say, and you're not going back. And, and, and because of that, you're just so heightened to all of the opportunity that is around you. Mm -hmm. And that is just amazing. So congratulations uh, on, on everything that you've achieved thus far. And I know that there's awesome things ahead. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. So one of my favorite stories that you tell, actually, uh, kind of along the same lines as, as, as the, the courage to act, is uh, how you got Brendan Bouchard on your show. Because <laughs> he's, he's also uh, a, a hero of mine, if you will. And I, I also went to Experts Academy you know, several years ago and kind of just sat on the idea of this podcast for two years. It just kind of marinated in my brain until I really figured out what I wanted to do with it. And so I was super pumped to hear that you got him on your show. And then uh, I just loved the, the, the approach. And I, I want you to tell the, the, the story about how you got him on the show, because it's the same way that you've gotten in touch with all of these people. Right. So can you share that story with us? Yeah, sure. Well, you have to understand every single day. 
by the way, can I interrupt you one second? Yes, you can. Your show, your just, roles. <laughs> just, just, uh, so people that don't know who Brendan Bouchard is, why don't you tell them who he is? He is the world's highest paid high performance coach. He works with people like Usher, Oprah, Tony Robbins. He, if I had to place my bet on who the next Tony Robbins is going to be, it's going to be Brendan. He's in yeah. his, he's in it probably in his mid thirties. He has multiple eight and nine figure businesses, very big in the personal development space. And so does that answer the question? Yep. yep. Cool. Um, I think the first thing is you have to understand that I've learned, and I've learned this from watching the most successful people I can get around, that I needed to show up, wake up every single morning and show up in the world looking for ways to add value to people. That's important. Really freaking important. Mm -hmm. When I approach somebody in my bones, I'm asking the question, how can I possibly add value to them? So when I tell you, I want you to go approach a billionaire and get them to want to mentor you, there's going to be a series of limiting beliefs that are going to crop up in your mind. What can I say to them? Why would they talk to me? What would they possibly get for talking to me? What can I do to add value to them? These are all limiting beliefs, but the reality is you have value to give. You just have to figure out how to give value to those people. So I go to Experts Academy, and and you tell me, Mike. I mean, how many people are in the room for an Experts Academy event? Oh, I mean, easily well over a thousand. Yeah, a lot of people. I'm sitting in the very back row, and not just the back row, like the back corner, and that's strategic because I drink a lot of water. I'm like a thirsty camel in the desert, and <laughs> I've got the size of a butt, the bladder is the size of a peanut. So frequent bathroom trips. I'm watching Brendan. I've I've followed him for a long time. I would love to be in a relationship with this guy, and. I'm just going, how in the world am I going to get time with him? It's not going to be wait till after the event and email him. I don't have his phone number. I don't even have his email. He's in the freaking room. I'm at his event. I've got the best shot I could possibly get. Well, every time we take a break, I notice that he runs off stage. He goes down the stairs and he turns an immediate left and goes behind the curtain. Like he doesn't stand out and interact with anybody in the crowd. Did you ever see him interact with anybody in the crowd, Mike? No. no. Yeah, no. So... The opportunity comes where he says, all right, everybody, break into groups of five, do this exercise for about 15 minutes or so, ready, set, go. And as everybody in the room stands up, over a thousand people, and they're all going, all right, who's in? You want to be my five? You want to be my five? I am running like a linebacker down the side of the uh, the side of the aisle, like just trying to bulldoze through people so that I can get up to the front of the stage before Brendan turns left. And as he is getting off that last step, about to turn left, I am right there. What I did not anticipate was the very large security guard who looked like an NFL linebacker who slid right in front of me and was about to lay me out. <laughs> I did not see the full security detail. Oops. My gut reaction in that moment, I took my left hand, I shoved it past his shoulder, pointed straight at Brendan and screamed, Brendan, quick question. Literally breaking the plane of where the security guard was standing. Wow. Brendan stops and looks at me and goes, yeah, what's up? And in that moment, I asked him a question, a question that I knew would capture his interest and that would paint me as a person who could add value to him. And I asked when was the last time you were featured in Entrepreneur Magazine? Hmm. And he said, excuse me? 
And I said, when was the last time you were featured in Entrepreneur Magazine? Is there anything you're going to be coming out with in the near future that you need exposure for? And he looks at me and says, you write for them? I said, I do. He said, you want to interview me? I said, I'd consider it. (laughs) (laughs) And it started. We exchanged information. Um, or he asked for my card. I gave it to him and he said, I'll call I'll contact you. I said, you're going to contact me. He said, yes, I will. I said, really? He said, yeah, well, I'm a sales guy. That's called a brush off. Right. And so I wasn't going to take that for an answer. I walked to the back of the room and found his operations manager and made sure I got her contact information saying that Brendan just committed to do an interview for entrepreneur magazine and that I needed to line it up. Awesome. Even getting to that point, it took me over eight months of following up consistently to get there. But I got it done. Now, few limiting beliefs I want to squash immediately. Remember what I said at the beginning that was really important? I show up in the world looking for ways to add value to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I knew if I wanted to reach out to the Brendan Burchards of the world, if I wanted to reach out to the Damon Johns from Shark Tank of the world, that I needed to have a way to add value to them. And if I could become a contributor for a major publication like Entrepreneur, being able to leverage their brand, their credibility, that I would then be able to add value to those people and get access to the people I would never have access to before. I did it as a networking tool. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the impact entrepreneur told you to call. So how did, how did you, how did you, so, I mean, this is all again within, you know, a very short period of time from, uh, you know, finishing, concluding your career as a medical device, uh, rock star and moving into an entrepreneurial rock star role. So how did you go about getting a, 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 a contri- con- contributing writer relationship with Entrepreneur Magazine so that you could offer that eight months or a few months later to a, a Brendan Bouchard or a Damon John? You ready for... You're going to start to see the formula. <laughs> I'm ready. I set the intention that I wanted to write for them and said, if I am the average of the five people I spend the most time with, how many contributing writers do I know for Entrepreneur a zero. So my mm-hmm. real intention is to go meet contributing writers for Entrepreneur. Well, if I can leverage the six degrees of separation, then I just need to tell everybody and their mom that that's what I'm working on. And so every single conversation I had for one week, I found a way to weave in the fact that I was looking to become a contributing writer for Entrepreneur, and I was looking to meet some contributing writers. Within one week, I was connected to three writers. Within one week from that one of the writers connected me with his editor. Within one week of that, I was writing for Entrepreneur. Brilliant. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Where do you want to be? What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish in this world? And now get freaking real with yourself. How Mm -hmm. many people in your life right now are rock stars? 
at where you want to be. And if you are not spending the majority of your time with those people, if you are not going to those people and seeking guidance on how to get there, then what are your chances of living your dreams? Very slim. Very slim. That is awesome. You know, people often go into business with making money as their primary goal. Mm -hmm. And, And it's probably because that's what they see, right? They see the success and they see the money, but they go into uh, into making a, a business, becoming an entrepreneur as their and, and making money as their primary goal, as opposed to actually building a business around solving a problem. Amy Cosper refers to this as the dangers of building a business without a soul. And you've just shared with us, you've surrounded yourself with with people who are who are focused on fixing problems, having an impact. You yourself are focused on those those things and they're reaping the financial rewards that way. What kind of filters, if you will, have, have you seen them apply or even yourself apply to all the various you know, shiny objects around them to make sure that they don't lose sight of the impact and the value that they want to have in the world, despite maybe a, a big, huge monetary offer. Does that question make sense? Yeah. This has probably been one of the most shocking things that I have learned working with Gary Keller, who this guy, this guy has built the largest real estate company in the world. He's a net worth billionaire. My first interaction with him, he's hosting a mastermind for some of the top agents in the world for Keller Williams. There's maybe 20 people in the room and I'm one of them. Hmm. And I'm sitting in the corner and we take a break and I'm checking my email. I've never met him face to face before. And all of a sudden I feel a set of hands on my shoulders and like starts to give me a massage. And I turn around and it's Gary. And he looks at me and he says, welcome to Austin. You've got a long road ahead of you. (laughs) And as we continued our conversation, I started to understand what he meant. He's written the one thing. He's written a bunch of bestseller books. Like my goal is to come in here and take this content and turn it into a multi-million dollar media empire. And he said, you've got all the content, but you've got a problem. You don't have me. You can't leverage me. You can't use my brand. I am not your product. You could easily start selling me and turn this into a huge company, but that's not the company. You're going to have to do it without me, without my brand, without my name. Hmm. You have to build it on your own. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to mentor you, but you're going to have to do it on your own. And I started to understand why as we continued the conversation, because he said, my one thing is to wake up every single day and do everything that I can to make the people that are sitting in this room as successful as they can be. These are the top performing agents in the world for Keller Williams. And Gary's one thing is to make sure that he makes them successful. And anything that gets in his way of that is a threat. Mm. when you start to show up in the world with an incredible level of clarity on what your one thing is, what that one thing is that you can do, that such by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. When you know what your one thing is and you say yes to that and say no to everything else because it is a threat, that's when you get to the top. That is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. That's what the whole book is about. Mm. I had read the book twice. And I still didn't quite get it until I met Gary. 
and saw him live it. Mm. And when you look at all the other top performers in the world, you realize that they say no to almost everything so that they can say yes to the most important things. So so what what are some of the things that you're doing now now that you've got that clarity about what this one thing is and you're, you know, a year or so into this new path? What are what are some things that you've seen come your way that look like, oh my gosh, this could be a great opportunity. But when you test that against your one thing, you you have to say no. Sure. Dis- despite the disappointment it might cause. How, what, what are, can you tell us a story about a, an instance where that might have happened? Sure. Well, I mean, in the process, we've talked about me going from employee to entrepreneur. But at the same time as I'm launching and, and scaling the mentee, I turned that into a business. And at this point, it's trending as a six-figure business on its own. A lot of that... I have opportunities come my way all the time. People call me who want me to do one-on-one coaching for them, which I do have some of those clients, but now I pretty much say no to it because I'm not interested in trading my my hours for dollars mm-hmm. because my mentors, i.e. Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, are telling me not to. And they're worth a lot more than me, so I'm gonna listen. There are plenty of opportunities that come where people want me to start leading small group masterminds. Some of the I developed something called the inner circle which is like a small mastermind for people who are in a career position where they know they need to make a change or they know they need to upgrade their five and they need to tap into a network immediately, get some access to me and get access to some of my mentors. I created the inner circle. And there are people in the inner circle who want something even more intimate and they want me to lead it. This is where I've had to learn the idea of leverage. Mm -hmm. I now need to say no to those things and I need to build systems create amazing systems and recruit people to manage the systems for me. Mm. Now I'm starting to run it like a business where I'm creating opportunities for some of my most dedicated fans to make more money and also helping them create the system so that they can have everything they could possibly want in terms of impact and income while I can do the same and have my time free. It's really easy to say yes to the shiny object. And as entrepreneurs... We all do that. It's so easy to say yes. You end up going in a million different directions. But to be able to look forward and and, and cast a very clear vision of where you want to be and to be able to work backwards to today and know very clearly, yes or no, this is either either contributing to my goals or it is contaminating my goals and having the discipline to honor that. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. I like that. Discipline to honor that. that. That's such a special way to to refer to to that to protecting that you know it's obvious that mentorship has had a tremendous impact in your life and and obviously your podcast is called the mentee and and mentorship or mentor as a word is something that i think people often get the wrong idea about they approach it in completely wrong and and i think that you've kind of cracked the code so to speak and and I know that you talk about it a lot we've talked a lot a, a lot about it on this episode of the impact entrepreneur show but can you share the step by step approach if you're sitting down with uh with somebody an entrepreneur and and they're asking you Jeff how how do I how do I approach this this person who I want to mentor me can you share a step by step approach that someone might follow as a formula to help build that mentor-mentee relationship in the in the right way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I'll give you the high notes because we could spend over an hour going into depth on this. I, I have a, this printed out step by step. If, if you go to find the best mentors, that's mentorswithans.com, you'll get that action guide there that literally goes through the seven steps you need to take. But let's, t- let's take the high level because I want people to be able to, to take action on some of this. And the first is that you have to recognize that the mentor-mentee relationship is something that happens over time. For you to walk up to a, a successful person and ask them to be your mentor to say, will you be my mentor, is the same as you walking up, men walking into a bar, seeing a hot woman, dropping down on one knee before you've ever said anything to her and saying, will you marry me? <laughs> Not going to happen. Not going to happen unless she's cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, maybe you like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're basically saying you're successful. I want to be successful. Will you give me your most valuable resource, your time for free? That is not a compelling value proposition. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, with that, here's what I will tell you. You don't even realize the value that you get to bring to that table. I point blank in my interview with Brendan Burchard, point blank in their interview said, why are you talking to me? And I've asked this to several people. Jeff Hoffman, he was a billionaire founder of Priceline.com. Gene McNaughton, he built Tony Robbins' company as his executive vice president of sales. I asked this question to the heaviest hitters in my life. And the answer is always the same. Because at one point in time, they had a mentor. Somebody who reached back grab their hand and help pull them forward. And they didn't ask for money. They didn't ask for you to wash their car. What they asked for is that you take action, you succeed, and that you pay it forward. Mm. And I want you to imagine, have you ever received a present from somebody, an unexpected present? Absolutely. Of course, all of us have. It feels, feels great, right? Yeah. Now flip it. Have you ever given a gift to somebody unexpectedly, And you saw that it truly touched them deeply. Yes. Which was more valuable to you? The gift giving. Why? Because you you're you're doubly blessed. You know, you you've you've impacted somebody else's life. And at that same time, just seeing their joy, they've given you a gift. Yeah, that's absolutely right. What people don't realize is that being in the position of the mentee is the most powerful position you can be in. You want to reach out to Brendan Burchard? Go for it. You want to reach out to the Jeff Hoffmans of the world? Go for it. You want to reach out to the Gene McNaughtons of the world? Go for it. Why? Because they are desperately looking for people to mentor. They are looking for that person who is willing to get their counsel, take action on it, and succeed. Hmm. That is the greatest value you can ever give them. Hmm. And so they look for the people who are willing to take action. They look for the up-and-comers. They look for the people who are hungry. If you can position yourself as that person, you will be able to build relationships with these people. And that's all that I did. And recognize that when I started, it wasn't like I said, what are the seven steps to a seven-figure network? But I ended up figuring out that there were seven steps that I did as I looked back on what worked. And so many people asked me this question. I said, I might as well create something that everybody else can just implement it, which is why I told you guys, if this is a focus for you, you need to go to findthebestmentors.com and download that thing. And we will link to that in the show notes for sure. Cool. Too. But, yeah. But, but, the, but here's the deal. I want to tell you how I approach these people because I don't tell this in that document. Okay. 
it encompasses all the same things. Knowing that you have the value because you're willing to take action, here is what I have actually said that has actually worked. I will never forget, I was sitting in a room at this high-level event. I had spent about $3,500 to get into the room. And this guy gets up there and he starts telling the story about how he was a multimillionaire by the time he was 30. He ended up becoming the CEO of the world's largest sports agency at the time. They made a movie about it. It was called Jerry Maguire. <laughs> how he got his net worth up to a point where he was almost worth about $100 million. And then he almost lost it all. Mm. Almost filed bankruptcy. Almost lost his family, his kids, because he got tied up in the wrong ideas, surrounding himself with the wrong people. And he had lost his gratitude. He had lost his empathy. This guy, I'm listening to him just like floored at his career. And at the time, that's when I was first starting. I'm down in the dumps. I'm at this, this, this crossroads in my life where I don't know what's next. And for the first time, I'm hearing a story from somebody who's been down this road to a much greater effect than I have could ever perceive. And I saw a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I knew I had to say something to him. I knew I had to talk to him. I knew I had to be in a relationship with him. But what the heck do you say to a person like that? What, what could I say that would make him interested in me? Mm-hmm. Yet when he finished speaking, my body kind of just took over and I stood up and I started walking to him left, right, left, right, left, right. And all of a sudden I'm standing right in front of him. His eyes meet mine and I realize, holy crap, you've got to say something. And in that moment, I just dropped my ego and I just spoke from the heart. And I said this, I said, Dave, my name's Jeff Woods. First and foremost, thank you. I have been going through this crossroads in my life where frankly, I have been lost. And I'm hearing you speak for the first time. And for the first time, I feel a sense of direction. I feel a sense of clarity. And I don't know what I can do to bring value to you. But if there is any way we can spend 10, 15 minutes together so I can seek some guidance from you, not only do I promise I will take action, I will get results. I will share those results with you. And I promise I will find a way to bring value into your life. Notice how I incorporated all the elements that I've talked about in this entire episode. Yeah. What I did not know is that Dave had just moved. Oh, and I said, where do you? And he said, sure. And I said, where do you live? And he said, Orange County. I said, me too. Where? And he shared the neighborhood he lived in. And I was like, great. I'm walking distance from your house. Oh my gosh. We were basically neighbors. What I did not realize is that Dave had moved to that house about a month before, and he had very clearly set an intention that he was looking for a young person to mentor in the Orange County area. A month before. Wow. And up comes Nervous Jeff Woods. <laughs> and I had set the intention that I was looking to surround myself with a business owner who was making at least seven figures a year, making a massive impact in the world. Coincidence? I don't know. But that started a very long, deep relationship. And I've recorded many of our private conversations and released them on the podcast because not everybody gets the chance to hang out with a Dave mm -hmm. like I do. Yeah. No, that's that's a, an amazing story. And you set the intention. You have the openness to seeing these opportunities. And in, a, in an earlier interview with a guy named Daniel Harkavy, who, who co-wrote a book with Michael Hyatt called Living Forward, we talked about the fact that you, you might have the passion and you might have the opportunity, but you might not possess the skill set. Well, you can go get the skill set. Just make sure you don't miss out on that opportunity. And 
And because you set that intention, mm. you had the awareness, you were able to go up and, and get it. And, and even if you fumbled over your words to be authentic, cause that's what it was. I mean, authenticity wins every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a while ago, people were looking for the guru. They were looking for the expert. That doesn't resonate with people. People don't want somebody who gets up there with a mic and like talks about how their shit doesn't stink. Right. People want to know that you're like them. They want to know that you struggle. They want to know that you're human because mm-hmm. then you're like them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this when I was planning out the mentee, but I said, you know what? If I could just record the private vulnerable conversations that I was already having with my mentors and throw them out there, wouldn't that be a value? When my marriage was struggling, wouldn't it be really interesting to talk to Dave who almost lost his wife and almost lost $100 million about how he turned it around and how what I specifically needed to do? Wouldn't that be valuable? Yeah. By the way, one of my favorite episodes of yours is when you brought your wife on just recently. Yeah. And you guys had a, a really great conversation. And and so thank you for being authentic and vulnerable with us and and uh sharing your your life with all of us. That's it's just truly wonderful. Of course. It's a gift. It's a gift. Now, speaking of gifts, so we are now Jeff Woods is at the end of his life, and you're you're taking a moment to reflect backwards on all that you've accomplished and, mm. and the impact that you've had. How will Jeff Woods measure his life? The moments that I shared with the people that mattered is what I know is my ultimate value. To have truly meaningful moments and to share them with the people that really matter to me. That's my deepest value. Now, I also know that I want to leave a legacy. And somebody asked me this question, you know, if you were on your deathbed and you had to leave a legacy, what would that legacy be? And in that moment, I also realized, you know, the thing that makes my blood boil is our education system. Mm-hmm. To think of all the, the years that I spent in our education system, the money that I invested in a college education, and to think that the things that have actually gotten me to where I want to go, I didn't learn in school. Yeah, it's true. That pisses me off. And now that I've got kids, I refuse to indebt them to a system that makes them a cog in a machine. Mm-hmm. And so part of the way that I will measure my success is how big of an impact am I making on the way that our children learn, on the way that people can get access to information that they can actually implement and master. And that's a major part of the company that we're building. It's going to yeah, be at the heart. Say, that's one of the reasons why you are where you are right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Gary, Gary point blank asked me this when I showed him my vision for the company. He said, okay, so what's going to be the give element at the heart of the company that's going to win the heart of the world? And if we could take the profits of our company and funnel them into a B Corp, which is like a nonprofit, but better, we're not going to get into that, then not only would I be waking up every single day, building a massive business, making a lot of money, I'd be having a lot of fun and I'd be helping a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is the best way for people to connect with Jeff Woods? The best way for people to connect with Jeff Woods is to turn on the bat signal. I come out of the dark. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, The podcast is called The Mentee, so M-E-N-T-E-E. I'll even do this. If you guys even just want to talk to me, for whatever reason, if you're still listening to this, you know, almost an hour in, menteepodcast.com slash call. That is the link to my scheduler. That literally gives you direct access to my calendar. Now, what's funny about this is I know that maybe one or two of you total will book on that, which 
if you just heard that link, if this has clearly resonated with you and you didn't immediately just whip out your phone, my question for you is, how will you be the person who adds value to that mentor if you are not willing to take action? And I will testify that I, I took, I'm one of those two people that took Jeff up on the, the opportunity many months ago. And he, he answers his phone. <laughs> Believe it or not, I do. Um, and, and the reason I do it is because I want to add value. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um, that's it. And then for those of you who, if you're in this position where you know you need to make a change, you know you've got these big dreams and you just don't have that network, you're not surrounded by people who have the same hunger and drive as you, who have the same goals as you, and you want to tap into that type of a community, I would encourage you to check out menteepodcast.com slash the inner circle. I made this more as a give project for my listeners more than anything else because it is it is not expensive. It, it, anybody can afford this and the people who, got, who are in this see incredible value. But again, it's down to you taking action. Awesome. Well, we will be sure to link to all of that and more uh, in the the show notes. And I wanted to just say, say again, thank you so much, Jeff, for spending your time with us today and impacting our listeners. I'm confident that they're going to receive a lot of value and there will be a, a, a handful of people, hopefully everybody that is going to take action on what you've just gifted all of them with. So thank you very much again for being a guest on the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. As you just heard, there is a lot of power in number one, setting the intention. Number two, telling everyone about it. Number three, taking massive action when the door of opportunity opens. And four, paying it forward. In fact, a great story that Jeff shared with us was how he wanted to write for entrepreneur.com. He set the intention, he told people about it, and then a few weeks later, he was a contributor. This led to some awesome interviews that Jeff was able to have with folks like Damon John of Shark Tank and Brendan Bouchard, the world's leading high-performance coach. Another big takeaway is the importance of recognizing the role that you as a mentee play in a mentee-mentor relationship. It's important to understand that relationships happen over time, but commit to your mentor that one, you will, you know that they have significantly more value to provide you than you do to them at this point in time. And number two, that you commit to taking action on the advice and the ideas that they share with you and you will report your successes and your failures to them. And number three, and perhaps most importantly, you will pay it forward to someone else. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's conversation with Jeff. Now go take this information and impact somebody today. Impact the lives of others. If you liked this episode or any of our other episodes, please go to iTunes and subscribe and write a review and rate the show. It's super helpful and we really appreciate it. Thank you to Cody and his team at Podcast Masters for helping us create an awesome show. 